Everybody. My name is Goof Norton and welcome. We did it. We did it. We are here 100 episodes later. Five years later. We are here at the end of the year. And I am happy and very, very excited um, and, and very proud that I can say that we, we made it to 100 episodes. Um, this is the end of season two. This is this is the end. And I think it is quite appropriate that we close twenty twenty out at least on a at least on somewhat of a good note. I know this podcast is gonna be pretty long, so I'm just telling you now. So if you if you are um if you're planning on listening to the whole thing, make sure you cozy on up because it's story time. Big time story time. And um you're gonna learn a lot about me because I decided since you know it is the it is the Goof Norton Radio Show. You might as well learn a little bit more about me if you haven't been here for the previous episodes and whatnot, for the stuff that's on YouTube and whatnot. You haven't gone back and looked and listened and what and whatever else. Well, you're gonna hear it all here again because uh, I think it's important that people know more about who you who your host is because I've uh, though I am. Young, I have still left my mark on quite a few people, done quite a few things that I'm that I'm actually okay with in life because I am one of those people who may not value myself as much as maybe somebody else does. But I do realize that I have an impact on people. I realize that I have affected people in a positive way in in life, and that I have uh, helped out people when they needed it. So, the first thing I want to kind of go to is, um, let's start, let's start way back. So, I've always been this kind of, in, like, kind of introverted-ish kind of person. I'm very shy around strangers. Uh, more days, less. Obviously, obviously, as an adult, I'm less shy, but as a kid, I was more shy, because, you know, kids. But when you got me around, like, friends and things like that, people more around my age, I was a little bit more comfortable, but it was also those people who I would go to school with, right? Those people, because I live in, a, I was born and I live in a very small town and I'm still here. Lived in the same house for my entire life. We, we never moved. We never changed. Nothing ever happened. Um, and eventually I will probably get this house, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Because I don't think I should rent it out because this house has been with us for so long. Um, because it is just... And I don't, I don't trust other people that much to not ruin it. So, but I've always been this kind of 
somewhat like I could be crazy energetic when it when the time comes. Not not nowadays. Definitely not nowadays. Not as much. I've I've mellowed out a lot, and I noticed it too. But when I was a kid, we um, I grew up without having all the you know, fancy smancy schmancy internet stuff we had aol but i wasn't online a lot i was mostly an outdoors kid and i liked playing outside we were out till the street lights came on the street lights came on you had better be at home i've gotten i got i definitely got yelled at a couple times for that so i do remember not vaguely we're quite i i do remember quite vivid memories and i really really loved it Really loved it. Um, and some of these stories may be a little bit embarrassing, but some of these stories are just kind of ridiculous. But I remember, like, way back when I was, like, six years old. Um, and we had this neighbor across the street. who, who is, uh, His parents still stay across the street. I don't know where she went. Uh, but she's still alive. But uh, <laughs> first, first person to ever call me their boyfriend... That was funny. Six years old. Hilarious. Uh, turns out that person grew up to be a freaking psycho. Not really. Kind of, but not really. In, in, a, in a certain way, yes. But growing up in a small town, you know, that's, that tends to happen. And so what was funny, so what's funny about this whole thing is that um, obviously growing up, me being a different skin color and whatnot than everybody else, because this is a mostly white community, even still today. Um, so it was kind of in in my own because in my own world in my own mind I was like kind of like a superhero kind of something special something different because I knew I was already different obviously I looked at my hand I'm like oh my hand doesn't look like your hand so um, yeah obviously obviously racism was experienced throughout the years like that's a that you know it was bound to happen you know thinking back on it now I'm like it was bound to happen at some point you know I've been called a lot of things definitely been called a lot of things so it's nothing new no surprise. Um, but I was, I was, I was way more athletic, way more talented, um, physically. And even, even in, um, even when it came to, cause I was in drama club and, um, back in like, it started in third grade around the same time I started playing chess as well. So, um, that was, I was, I had a lot of, I, I did a lot, you know, I was doing a lot of things as a kid. I was, you know, I was playing, I was in the, yeah, I was in the chess club. I was, I was acting still, you know, I was doing sports. I was doing, um, sports, I guess sports was the end of it, but I'd also, you know, still be going outside with friends and playing and do all that kind of stuff. So that was, that was pretty cool. My, my younger years were, were, were definitely, I mean, my much younger years, what am I talking about? Uh, my much younger years, my little childhood was, was pretty good. It was pretty cool, and I uh, I can't say I hated it. It was definitely interesting. School was probably one of the most interesting parts because I, I I didn't hate my school that much. We 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 had we had a good school system. But I, I talk about it all the time. My music appreciation class we had starting in like fifth or fourth grade. That was good because we got to learn. We got to learn about, you know, the origins of music. We got to learn about music from the beginning to, you know, up until recent at that point. So that was interesting. And that was, that was, that was a very obviously crucial part since I'm like in love with music these days and I make music these days, you know, four albums with another one on the way, like children, 
Please don't let me have five children. I might cry. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful time. Like, and at a young age, like I really did. I read a, I read a lot more. My first book series that I ever read was the Spiderwood Chronicles. Well, so um, that got turned into a movie. And movie, I don't, I don't know. The movie wasn't that bad. The book ending was definitely interesting versus obviously the movie ending and you know obviously if you've ever read books versus them if they have movie adaptations then they're going to be different it just it's the way it's the way things go but it's fine but i definitely i, I definitely like both as a kid i even i even come I go back and watch every now and then the movie because i'm like was it really that good was it was it it's not it's not bad it's not the worst thing i've seen i've seen worse I've definitely seen worse, but it's a it's a bloody bloody mess. But yeah, I read I read a lot. I was just I was man, I had good grades too, you know. And then as I got older, things started changing. I don't mean puberty either. That's not that's not what I was referencing. If anybody if any if anybody out there was thinking that Go wash your brains out. Not that kind of show. Cheesums. Cheesums. Cheese and rice, people. Cheese and rice. Um, no, but seriously, like around I don't know, sixth grade. I kept doing the acting thing, sports. I was doing football around that time. So I started when did I start doing football? I don't remember. Because I remember recently, like a few months ago, I cleaned out all my trophies, except a few my mom wanted to keep, but I threw out all my trophies because I'm like, I was, I was, I guess we were kind of late to that, but we were part of, we were kind of the last, or the beginning, the beginning, the beginning part of handing out like participation trophies for, you know, just competing in a sport. And I, you know, as a kid, I never understood it. I'm just like, what? Why do I have a trophy? Because <laughs> I, I was like, I don't, because I didn't know what was going on. I'm just like, oh, well, I guess we're getting stuff. Cool. Because I never fully understood it. I just knew I was getting something. And um, I hate the fact that that, that, that happens. Like, I actually freaking hate that. It is it is the most annoying thing to see that, to understand. Because I'm like, as I get older, I'm now like, understanding, like, why did I even get this? We didn't win anything. Like, one of my teams went to the playoffs, like, once. And I'm like, what the frick are we getting trophies for? We didn't win. We, we didn't win. <laughs> what? So I threw out a bunch. I threw out a bunch because I would just, I'm like... I tore them apart and threw them out because I'm like, I don't need them. They're not doing anything for me, you know? I somehow, like, twisted it in my mind years ago that I was like, these are these are my successes. Like, these are what I'm going to look for in the future for motivation. I'm like, no, you don't get... And I'm like, in the adult world, you don't get participation trophies. If you do, man, that must be a horrible job to be at. To be like, hey, you tried. Here's here's your paycheck. No, you either do the job or you don't. You either get it done or you don't. There is no half doing stuff. I don't. You'll be fired for that kind of thing. So, but yeah, all those all those freaking trophies just useless. Just kind of a waste of money too. I mean, it, I think most of them were kind of cheap, so it's not that much of a waste of money. I mean, some of them were kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie, but I just there's no point. Uh, I prefer to let, because I, I, over the years, I've just kind of accepted and just kind of let some of those memories of my childhood just kind of die away. And, um, 
I kind of let them go because they aren't helping. They're not, you know, they're not, 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 not blah, 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 blah. The good memories you always keep with you, but everything else can kind of just fade away. Football, the time of when I was playing football and, and soccer and whatnot, I'm just kind of, I just let them, I just let those times fade away because they weren't really, they were experiences I had, but, you know, I didn't really enjoy playing football that much. I stopped. As I got older, I was like, because, and when the concussion stuff, when I started reading about it as a kid, that kind of made me kind of fearful. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I think I'm going to just retire, <laughs> stop after like six years of playing. Like, we're done. I'm good. So I didn't play in high school. Um, eighth grade was, so my eighth grade graduation class was like 24 people. Because the school, the, our school only had like 400 kids in it. So small town. I think we're in our, I believe we're, we are also in our like own district. <laughs> so that's, we have like one middle school one one middle school one it's a, not even it's not a, it's not a uh, middle school because it has junior high and it's it's k through eight because it used to be pre uh preschool through eight because I, I went to preschool at the same school but then they stopped doing it for whatever reason um and then yeah that was my first grade teacher was actually recently she passed away recently this year which was kind of sad to see to see that she was you know still alive and still still teaching like she was still teaching after all this time crazy her dedication to education is is what i like to see for um for any teacher you know i like to see people who are really dedicated dedicated to their professions and jobs because it's it's really it's really touching it's heartwarming and i love to see it you know you you love to see it and so, because um, I remember my, my, one of my best memories from school was like way back in first grade, obviously, when we had, we were, we had, we literally, we literally set up blanket forts in the classroom and we had like this whole little, cause we set up the desks and kind of splayed out the desks a little bit. So we had like a little tunnel system and our blankets were kind of over the top of the desks and kind of dripping over the sides. So it was like, it was just cool. It was just the coolest thing, and I don't know if I could do that now. I'm a little bit bigger, and I don't under, I don't know if I'd actually fit. Cause I cause I, I I've gone back to no I haven't gone back to that school I haven't been back to that school since I've left eighth grade, but um, I've gone to other schools and whatnot. And I'm like, look at the tiny lockers, and I'm like, these things are so small. We've because a couple times I went back uh, as a like in junior high. And even then, like, I was like, those lockers are small. The lockers, the desks, the chairs, like, they're so small. But you realize that, like, you were that tiny. Like, you were that small before. Like, you you weighed enough. You, you didn't weigh that much. You were just really short, tiny, and you're small. Like, you could fit all your books in a tiny, skinny locker. And I'm like, wow. How was that even possible? That was pretty, you know, that was like, that was cool. And you get to high school, and then blockers like much wider, much bigger. You know, a lot more people do. Like my transition from four hundred kids to like three thousand. Man, that was really something. That I think that was mostly what caused me to be a very quiet kid in school because that was just a huge change. Like to because to because I knew a lot of the people. You know, obviously I went to school, but you only go to school four hundred kids. You're going to learn, you know, at least like a quarter of them, maybe. About a hundred kids, you probably know the name of the names of. So you know, because some people were neighbors. Most people were neighbors, <laughs> obviously. 
Yeah, so you you would know you know quite a few people because in this town, well, I guess not anymore since we have a lot of new people moving in and some people moving out. But it used to be where you would know someone who knew someone else, so everybody would know each other in the town. So kids couldn't get away with much because they knew who your parents were. Well, they knew exactly where to drag you back to. So you you couldn't get away with anything. So that was fun, right? And um, man. Because, yeah, we used to get dirty. We have a couple creeks around here. We used to go around and pond over there. We can go fishing in. First fish I ever caught was a one-pound bass, and I was proud of that. I was like, yeah, I did it. I haven't gone fishing since then, which is kind of sad, but I just don't really have the time anymore to go to go out. And I also don't have a fishing pole. I borrowed a neighbor's at that time, but that was my first fish. The first fish I ever caught. It's one pound bass. I was pretty proud of that. And little things in life that I did achieve, you know, through my own ability, I was I was proud of. You know, going through, you know, completing shows and full, you know, the plays and whatnot. Proud of that. Winning the little tournaments we had in, in PE when we did sports. Because I'm like, everybody who was like when anytime we did a competitive competitive sport everybody wanted me on their team because i was the fast kid who can jump really high and do some crazy athletic things that if i i wish i had a highlight reel i honestly wish i had a highlight reel of all the stuff like had a video camera following me around because i'm like i'm look i'm thinking back now and i'm like i did some crazy stupid things i'm like what happened <laughs> why am i like this now why aren't why aren't i like this now i'd probably pick up a college scholarship if i was still that athletic like mm. i mean i'm sure i could probably still do some of those things i just don't i don't have any reason to move that much anymore i'm not in school we don't do pe you know, i don't have pe in my daily life when i go to the gym i'm powerlifting and doing all kinds of stupid things like that so i'm not doing anything super athletic you know i don't like i don't like doing hit all the time I don't do hit all the time. Um, hit training, I was like, hit training is such a uh, hit workouts are something else, but that's another, and that's H I I T. Somebody out there is going to get that who's listening to this, and I'm going to punch you in the face later. But it's fine. It's fine. That's an inside joke. Um. <laughs> Um, that is a, that's an inside joke. But it was, so yeah, around, uh, but I remember all, yeah, all the times, all the little, all the little kind of, you know, temporary crushes we had and whatnot. That was, that was interesting. That was also interesting because it's also, it's interesting how young people kind of go through, like young people in like, you know, the eighth graders and such and the sixth graders and the, you know, the junior high kids and then the the high schoolers, they go through their phases of crushes and whatnot. And we're like, ooh, this person, ooh, this person, you know, so it very, very interesting. But once I got out of eighth grade, you know, yeah, once I got to high school, it was a huge transition and it kind of forced me to shut my mouth because I was like, hmm. But the the summer before I went to eighth grade, I actually spent actually no sorry let me go back because there's a, more stories I need to tell. So uh, I was actually really helpful as a little kid. I don't know why. It was just kind of I was just I liked helping out. I like you know being in the background just helping out. I like moving tables and chairs and stuff like that and helping people set up stuff. You know I never liked being in the forefront until it came to obviously the acting part. But yeah, being in the chess club it was cool because then as I got older the chess club I became you know part of the, the well i helped out my the 
sorry, the third, my third grade teacher at the time was like one of my favorite teachers, uh, Mrs. Anderson. I still remember. Um, but she, I started helping her. I started helping teach out the the newer people play hot play chess and whatnot. So that was that was pretty cool. As as you know, as time goes on, you get older and older and older, and yeah, you literally would. I would literally start helping out the newer kids. I'm like, here, here's how you do this and this, this and the other thing. I was actually playing chess not too long ago with somebody with some friends and I uh, may have upset some people because I haven't played. I haven't like, I haven't really played in like a, of quite a few years. Like since I joined the army, I haven't really played chess. Right. So the fact that I could come back, I played the day before, I believe uh, a game or two just to kind of check it out. Cause another friend was playing it and I was like, Oh, you know what? I guess I'll check it out because I haven't I haven't played in a long time. So I'm like, oh, do I still have it? I still got it apparently because I made somebody upset, which was hilarious to me. I was dying. I was absolutely dying. It was so funny. So yeah, if anybody wants to play me in chess, hit me up. I'm here for it. I'm here. I'm always looking for somebody to kick my butt um, because the only because you know, like, I've had my butt kicked a lot. Like yeah, I've lost a lot, and that's how you learn to win. Sometimes freaking learn how to. I learned how to not just quit the game and just kind of take your beating, take it like a man or a woman. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was that was really fun. I enjoyed that. I remember. So we did a, um, a I don't know what grade it was in, but we did a. I think it was like in junior high. We did a rendition of. Oh, sorry, we did a, ver a version of Jack and the Beanstalk, but it was the aftermath. So after the beanstalk and everything had been cut down, it was the giants suing Jack for uh, damages. And uh, theft for stealing, you know, the the golden the goose that laid golden eggs, I guess. And so I was Jack, and I had gone to the dollar store and bought a bunch of flake of, of fake bling, including a, a chain around my neck with a huge dollar sign hanging off of it. I had some ref I had some um, sunglasses that had the um, the the mirrors on the on the outside. Some of those, but those are my brothers. But I had also some rings and such. I think I've thrown all, most of those things out. Oh, they might be in that box over there. Because I had to, um, I had to separate a bunch of my stuff out. Separate a bunch of stuff in boxes so I can, uh, for moving purposes, a while ago. So that stuff is always prepped and ready to go. But yeah, that was... <laughs> That was, that was, I think that was one of my crowning achievements because that was, that was so, so funny. So, gosh, that was funny. That was really funny. Because, uh, oh my gosh, because people love that because I had a blue dress shirt on. I think I, I think I had jeans on as well. I was pimping. I, <laughs> I was, because that was, that was, that was like something, that was something that like we hadn't, you know, done before. You know, nobody really seen that kind of style before. I was, it was so funny. Um, so funny, and I had so much fun with that because I even wore those to class. Teacher didn't care, and um, with the other kids kind of touch and play with them and wear the other stuff because I'm like, it was just funny, it was hilarious, and I loved it. I had so much fun with it, but yeah, that was that was one of my favorite roles as as a kid. That was one of my favorite roles that I had. But getting through to eighth grade and whatnot, and then graduating was um was definitely an interesting moment because i think i realized something was kind of wrong at that point because i'm because i've never been a picturesque person and my mother anytime she has to 
get me to take a picture it's like an, it's a fight i don't like not an actual fight but i'm i'm quite stubborn just like she is so you can see you can see the resemblance there um, but it is a fight to get me to take a picture i am not a i really do not like getting my picture taken um i think that one time i was actually okay with getting my picture taken was for um my entry my the the picture they first take of you when you get into basic where you don't have to smile I loved it because that's all that's the that's the one thing. I think that's the thing I hate about it like like smile what if I don't feel like it because just because you said it now I don't feel like it now now I don't feel like it I might have beforehand but now I don't want to you know I just it's like freaking I just hate being told to smile I'm like I will smile when I am happy right I was like I'm, I'm not a it's like it's not a, I'm not afraid to smile I will smile when I feel it is appropriate for me to smile if I don't feel like smiling right now hey let me be. Leave me be. It's okay. I'm not depressed. I promise you. I'm fine. <laughs> um, I mean, back then, different story. But nowadays, I'm like, just leave me be. You know, I'm not. I'm not bothering you. Don't come up to me and be like, hey, you should smile. No, that's no bad. I'm like, if I look mad or I look angry or sad, I'm sorry. That is just my face. That is just how I look. I apologize. That is just me. You know, I'm not I'm not actually sad or angry. I'm, I might be in deep thought thinking about something and you come up and you might have broken that train of thought. So you may be asking me, hey, what you thinking about? I don't know. You just made me forget. Not to be mean but to be practical and just to be honest like you just made me forget when i'm in deep thought like that and somebody comes up and they're they're, they're talking to me i literally have to forget what the heck i'm talking about so like in order so i can be in a mindset to respond to you so it, it's whatever uh it's not so bad but going transitioning to high school before the summer before i actually went and uh, my sister used to work at a ymca so i went and volunteered there because i need the volunteer hours for school you'll need 44 but i ended up working the whole summer you know, the YMCA as a camp counselor, so that was fun. But it was a like a day camp thing. It wasn't really like a actual we go to campgrounds and stuff like that. So, but we did a bunch of activities, and the kids like the kids were freaking a wide range of kids we had there. Quite interesting. And these were young kids. These were kids like before junior high and all that stuff. So these were like no more than no. These kids were probably about fifth grade and under, right? So none of these kids were in junior high or anything like that. But these kids were some of these kids were pretty cool. Um they weren't really all bad. And it was funny because the kids kind of grew up. So quick story. This is uh so we had a couple because we had a couple fights break out. And one time, I remember I literally came up because these two kids were still going at it and yelling. And I came up and I slammed this kid. I, what was I? Yeah, I was. So I was going into freshman year. I came up and slammed this little kid. I was just like, and I yelled, "I'm like, sit down!" And he was like, and the kid was like, "Dang, you don't have to, you don't have to, like, you don't have to yell like that." Well, because I was like, I was like, man, I'm like, I don't know what brought. Because I'm like, I'm not that, I'm not that person. I'm usually not that person who comes up and just does that to people. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite restrained. I, I'm, I usually remain pretty controlled, but I guess in that situation, I was like, really like these kids shouldn't be fighting. I'm like freaking just slim. And I suppose we're not supposed to do that. Cause not our kids. Um, Hey, I'm a, I'm a camp counselor. They can't do crap to me. 
I'm like 13, 14 years old. Fight me. <laughs> what are you going to do? Send me to jail? Nope. It's basically a kid fighting a kid, basically, in that situation. So, I so yeah, I broke up that fight. That was probably the funniest thing. So, um, after that point, we really didn't have a lot of problems. Because <laughs> every time they saw me, so they, so they would call you... Um, Uh, they call us Mr. Like by your first name. So Mr. So-and-so. Um, and that'd be funny. That was funny. Because every, everybody knew me, though. Everybody recognized me at some point. Like they recognized that I was that my sister like, is that is that is that your brother? I'm like, yep. That she was like, yep. Um, so, yeah. So for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm the youngest of like four kids by like seven years. So there's a huge disconnect <laughs> between there between most of my between the rest of my siblings because I, I like by the time i'm you know of age to like really be a be, be uh cognizant and aware conscious basically very aware of what you know what i'm doing and my action you know making my the actions that i make in life like they, these guys are already gone out the house college military one brother went to the air force one brother just kind of moved out he didn't go to college he's, he's an electrician now so and then sister was already in high school and whatnot. So, you know, I don't, I don't get to see these guys so much unless I'm like, it's like time for bed, sleepy time. You know, my, my memories with them growing up are kind of just like, eh, I don't remember much. I really don't. And that's somewhat of a problem, but it is, it's fine. I don't, I don't hate them. I still love them all. Um, but yeah, there's a huge disconnect there. That's kind of just, it's just, it's just life. It's the way it happened. I can't really, I can't be mad at them. It's not their fault. You know, my parents um, decided to move out here when I was born. So this house was built as my mother was pregnant with me. So yeah, this house is just as old as I am. Funny enough. That kind of adds an interesting perspective because it's like, huh, house is old as me. This house is around is in this house is in its twenties. Good job, house. You're still standing after so long. The part of this house is crooked. Th things in this house are jacked up. So the room that I currently stay in is the room that we we three three brothers shared this room. And if you could see the size of this room, you'd you'd be like, what in the heck? How did you fit three? P yeah, but this is the biggest room in the house because this is part of a uh, yeah. So the closet that's in this room is a very long closet. It literally spans the length of the room. So that's a big closet, but it is not insulated. So it uh, it is probably about, I don't know. I don't know how cold it is in here. If I had my heater on, I could tell, but the closet gets really cold because it's not insulated. So if it's cold outside, it's very cold in there. Granted, it doesn't get, it probably gets half as cold Right, so it's not as cold as it is outside. You know, it could be like ten degrees outside, but it'd be like twenty degrees in the closet, roughly. Maybe more, but close to you know twenty-five, thirty-ish. So it's you know it's obviously the layers of the house that there are kind of keep in some of the heat, but for the most part, it just it's just it it gets really cold. So if I want to know what temperature is it is outside, roughly, I can go stick my stick my head in that closet and be like, hmm, okay, it's pretty cold outside. <laughs> And then I get ready for the day. Or if I'm every in the summer, it gets super hot in there. So I don't really go in there because uh, why? It's a death sentence, you know? If I wanted to, you know, hide somebody in my closet, it would have to be in like fall or something because they would just die otherwise from 
from uh, hypothermia or just heat stroke. <laughs> so the same thing goes for the room in general because the windows the windows here aren't sealed properly. Um, there's a there's a there's air leaking through because we did the um, for a couple of years we did the plastic seal over the uh, over the windows and yeah there's air leaking because it was the the plastic was like puffed out like every every day. So. Yeah, it gets to be like so. Sometimes in the coldest, like in the coldest uh, winters we have here, at least not nowadays. We don't really have very cold winters. The last time we had a blizzard here was like 2012, maybe. So that was a long time ago. In terms of like, you know, having snow, actually having like actual snow. I never thought I'd say I'd actually miss snow. I mean, as an adult, I mean, I guess it's fine because I don't have to drive in it, so it's cool. Right, but as a kid, man, snow was. But having an actual blizzard where how where, where snow was like up to your doorstep and even like halfway up your front door, I'm like that was cool. I love that. That was the best experience. Man, the adventures we had. But uh, also as a kid, there was a couple times. So uh, I guess I was. So when I say it was helpful, there was a couple times I had a I had a friend who was two years about two years younger than me um, at the time i mean obviously they are still two years younger than me age doesn't work like yeah i just caught up to you or now we're the same age no um but it was um he didn't live too far down the street from me i still remember his house because it's still the house is still there and we were i don't know what we were doing we were with his mom and his grandma setting up the trampoline in the back in the back in their backyard and whatnot and because they had just gotten one from a from another friend like they literally just they were like hey you guys want this trampoline yeah sure because i'm like we couldn't have it because insurance insurance purposes like that so insurance tends to go up when you get new things like a fence or a trampoline or a pool added to your backyard because some other kid gets in there and hurts themselves, well, 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 you're in trouble. I'm learning these things now as an adult. It's very important to learn these things. Mm. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of things can make your insurance go up. Mm. So, a lot of things we try to avoid doing. Um, at least down here in the old Midwest, but. So it was, and I guess it was hot, but the, 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 my friend was being like extra irritating that day. Um, and I was kind of just being there, silent me, kind of cool, chill, just helping move whatever needed to be moved and pushing in things and making sure the trampoline got put together. And at the end of the day, like his mom actually gave me like five bucks. Uh, like, and I'm like, she's like, I'm sorry. This is all I had in my water. I'm like, I was kind of looking at her like, what? Cause I didn't, I didn't understand what, like, cause at the time I didn't understand what she was doing. I'm like, what do you, what, what is this? What is money for? I didn't do anything. Um, cause I, I didn't, I really, I was like just being there and I was kind of being a friend. I was just being there. This is like little me. This is like me before teenage years happened. So I'm like, cool. Yay. You know, that was really cool. So that was, that was, that, that, that what right there is kind of a sign of more of who I am and still who I am. I'm like, I'll help out somebody. I don't expect payment or anything unless I'm like actually working. Then I'm like, mm, better put that paycheck in my bank account. Dang it. I expect to get paid <laughs> for my work these days. But yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty cool. I guess that was, that's not one of the earliest examples, but that is one of the early examples of me being kind to someone else. 
I really, I like, I sincerely did not expect that. I was like, you better pay me for this. It's like 10 year old me. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know what that, I don't know what I like. I was like, cool. Thanks. Yeah. But no, I, um, the friends that I have had over the years, I, I treat my friends right. I treat my friends right. I try to. You know, I try not to be such a douchebag. Mm. Man, we are 35 minutes in, and I am just kind of rolling through. And so the I wanted to do this because it was kind of put in my head this morning. Because I I always think about myself, and I don't think I am I don't I don't think I do a lot. Or I don't think I sometimes I have those days uh, where I'm like ah, what what am I? Who am I? You know who am I really? Right? What is what is my worth? And you know occasionally you you remember these times. You remember these stuff that the, the stuff that you've done. You know for those of you who don't know I I um well you we'll get to it, but I won't talk about it now. We'll we'll get to it. I love when trucks are outside, but, um, oh, also, I guess, fun fact, seventh grade, I did a history fair project on John Deere and it was, and it went to a regional, it was, so it was for, I didn't know it was for a competition. I just knew it was for a grade. They just told us it was for a grade. And I guess they might've told us you could have got like, it was for a competition. If it, if it went, you know, if I got a high enough grade and whatnot, I went to regionals for it. I don't know why, like the, the, it it, it was the diorama wasn't even that good. But it was over John Deere. And it was good enough to win excellent at almost and superior at every at almost every competition I went to. So that was fun. And I wasn't even intentional. I literally did not mean to do that. My mom just make, made sure I uh, completed the project and it somehow went and all the way. So... That was cool. I got to, I got to go down to uh, good old Springfield. That gives you any idea of where I live. Um, and yeah, that was fun. That was an interesting experience. I, I And I did it again in high school. It wasn't for competition. I just didn't know because it was just like history fair. And I'm like, okay. And I did it and I got, I passed. I, I definitely passed. <laughs> and because my, because so uh, my history fair my history teacher in uh, high school was like, because I think it was what sophomore year or something like that, or junior year. My history, <laughs> history teacher, he would he would go around and ask people like, like their topic and why they're doing it. Sometimes, because sometimes they'd be doing you know the easy stuff because you know teens doing whatever the frick teens find interesting at that time. I don't know. I just knew I was like John Deere, and he was like, great. And he was just like great, and he moved on. I was like. Because I was ready, I was ready with a sponsor. So I was like, "What?" I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> I was really, really, I was ready with a sponsor, like John Deere. Like he's, he's 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 the man who changed the landscape of the farming industry. And if you, and any of you freaking you you international harvester users out there, we've got an issue. Okay, you need to understand, we've got an issue. I might not like you very much. I might slash your tires if I see you in the parking lot. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 a funny joke. I always love messing with farmers and their farming equipment because I so I live out. Um, well, the, our major export out here is um, soybeans and corn, and out here there's a lot of people. Who, uh, uh, I don't actually know. 
There's a couple people out here I know who use um, International Harvester. But we're not going to get into that because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear about farming. Boring to most people, but it's a very, it's a staple of um, modern society, so. Need your farmers. Gotta love the agriculture, people. Gotta love the agriculture. But let's move on to high school. High school time. Beep, 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 I don't know what kind of transition that was. Um, but high school years. Perfect. So, yeah. Back in the summer camp thing. Man, we just... That was fun. So, uh, the year after that... Uh, but sorry, during the summer camp, we, we did a lot of stuff. We did some charitable stuff. We did some charity events and whatnot. And then we did some regular field trips, which were okay and whatnot. We did some ice rink stuff. And um, kids had swim days. Kids had, you know, days where... Because I remember the one the one charity thing we did was we packed food for uh, to be shipped off to kids in Africa. So that was fun. It was it was dry food, obviously, since we couldn't... Uh, it was, so it was non-perishables and whatnot. But it was like powder it was something i cannot remember exactly what it was but it was um yeah non-perishable uh dried dried yeah dried food so that was cool in fact we did that for a whole day that was an interesting experience i have to make sure i can see if i can find that place again because eventually you know the one thing i want to make sure i teach my kids is that i want to teach them to you know be charitable and and kind of give of their time because time giving time is better than giving you know money almost almost most times i would say people people can appreciate time a little bit more than money i don't know about these days i say these days people appreciate money more than anything because money people always love money but if you can give your time to listen to somebody to you know to help out somebody they will remember that they will remember that because a dollar a dollar has another face on it you know so there's no guarantee that they'll remember your face but they'll surely remember that george washington was on that one dollar bill that you gave them uh i don't know what i'm saying but that was definitely a fun a fun experience never doing it again but that was a fun experience <laughs> just so we just so we're clear never doing it again but it was a fun experience I guess growing up too, like video games were also uh, video games are also a big part. Like once I got past, because I, I, I guess you could technically say I started on PC with gaming, but then moved back to console because it was my brother's had an N64, which I still have, and then I have a place, I have an original PlayStation, uh, a GameCube, original Xbox, I have a 360, and I got my Xbox One. I used to have my Switch, but then it it got wet by accident, so. That was a that was a super scrub move, but it's fine. I will get another one, probably next year. We'll see. That wasn't really that wasn't like I was kind of upset, but I got the SD card and everything from it, so it's fine. I think that those are still fine, which I was like surprised. I was like, oh, this still works. Cool. I'm happy. But yeah, I will have all those. I will get those things back whenever whenever I get them back. But yeah, I still have those original consoles and stuff, and I still have the games that go with them. I have the original Rainbow Six, actually. I found. I have some other games I did find. I I really want to play. Um, on the channel, because on my YouTube channel, because they are hilarious. 
And I never thought that I would find these things because there's a little shop that sells like basically hand-me-downs um, and old video games and stuff like that that people sell from old consoles. Like there's gold cartridges there for the N64 for, you know, for the games that they that, that had gold cartridges. So like Zelda and whatnot. Ocarina of Time. Fucking stupid Majora's Mask. We hate that one. We hate that one with a passion. But man, I love I love my old consoles. I really do. I used to have a neon the the neon green uh, controller, which was like my favorite controller, and then it got broken because the joystick got ripped off. Apparently, we still don't know how that happened, but it's okay. I still have the gray controller that goes with the one because I have a, I have the black one, so I have the uh, the gray controller. So I still, it still works. It still works, and I still have it, and I'm still glad. I'm literally gonna keep that thing until I, until it does not work anymore. And that sucker works still. I'm honestly surprised. This many years later, it still works because what they were, what they were making games till what until like the into the early 2000s. So until GameCube came by, so I need to get me a, a, a Super Nintendo. I really do want a Super Nintendo. I want to play me some Kirby's Dream Course. That's the game right there. That is the game of the century. 20th century, that is. But yeah, from all the TV shows, all the kid shows and stuff like that we used to watch, it was... Man. I think some of the horrible, like the, the craziest stuff, like Courage the Cowley Dog and Spongebob, sometimes, and some, so sometimes what I, what I can say I appreciated about... Uh, the kid shows that I was, you know, watching growing up, they had teachable moments. Like, they had moments that were very teachable about, um, you know, life in general. Like, life lessons. Very important life lessons. And I'm like, oh. And I think that kind of, like, made 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 me who I... I think I hung on to those more than anything else. Like, yeah, we had the funny moments and whatnot, but those teachable moments, especially with, like, um, when, like, the uh, Avatar the Last Airbender came out, that really, like... That kind of stuff really affects 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 you as a kid, and it kind of you know kind of sticks with you as you grow up, because that's why that series is so great because you have so many very teachable moments about life. If you've never seen that series, watch it. It is like really good, really good, really good. Still one of the greatest. Still, in my opinion, one of the greatest TV series, uh, one of the greatest TV shows to ever exist, ever exist. Is you have a wonderful cast of characters that has, you know, that each each one has different, you know, um, different pace of development, right? Each of them goes through all their personal struggles and whatnot. And you have their personal stories, and but they're very different in their personalities, come from different places and whatnot. But they are established as who they are at the right time, at the right place, and they fulfill their roles. Like I don't think there really are too many wasted characters in that series, like. It was great. It was great through and through from from start to finish. Because when it came on Netflix um, a few months back, I was I was on it. I was on it, and I watched it all the way through, and I loved it to the very last episode. I loved it. Uh, but even SpongeBob, SpongeBob, because SpongeBob was originally for adults. Um, but then they changed. But they decided, you know, we're going to change it up. So they were like, okay. But thank you, Tom Kenny, for voicing a lot of the people of my childhood. Tom Kenny is an amazing man. And a wonderful man, too. Talented, talented voice actor. Uh, 
Um, but you had other shows that came across that came because so the, so the shows that kind of the shows that kind of stick with me the most, like Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. I was talking to to this about with someone else, um, and uh, I think she called him Steve Rogers. But I'm like, it's Fred Rogers. It's Fred. Like it because I'm like Steve Rogers. I'm like, that's not that's not his name. Because Steve never sounded right. Because Steve Rogers is Captain America, but. But Fred Rogers, yeah, that's what I thought. I'd, I'd Google it real quick because I'm like, it's not Steve, it's Fred. Because yeah, I'm like, that just because that just sounded right. But yeah, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood was oh the best. You learn so much about compassion. You learn so much about overcoming differences and things like that. Like it was such a wonderful, wonderful show, and he was such a a pure guy. Like such a cool guy. I remember love, loving to watch that show. So good. Man. And he lived a... Oh, hey, he died the same year Barry White did. Hmm. Well, that would probably throw the world into chaos. But man, like, that is... Yeah. Holy man, Mr. Rogers, you, you, you crazy bean. But he was so cool. He was really cool. Mr. Rogers, um, 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 oh no. Bob Ross, I almost forgot his name for a second. I was really scared. I was like, uh-oh. Man, those were, Reading Rainbow? Like, Reading Rainbow? Like, you can't forget Reading Rainbow. Golly. And the Muppets. I mean, the Muppets movies, TV show, whatever. Oh, and the Muppet Show. I mean, I guess that does count as well. Well, that was way before my time, but I still watched it. So fight me. Golly, but I loved it. I also love watching uh, MASH as well. MASH was good. Like, nothing wrong with old TV shows like Abbott and Costello. That was something I discovered a little bit later. Cause... But that's still funny. I was like, I st I was because I was watching it not too long ago. <laughs> I was like I was actually cracking up because I'm like it was legitimately funny. Um, but yeah, my grand my grandfather was like into old westerns and whatnot, and also Mash. But definitely loved his old westerns. Man, speaking of which, uh, so for those of you who don't know, uh, I did have a grandfather. Because uh, I was the only one I had. Because my my it was on my mom's side. Because my dad's uh, dad passed away a long time ago, where I was born. So never even knew what he looked like or who he was, what he sounded like. So, um, so my grandfather, who on my mom's side, who and they um, and my grandparents, I guess both of them, they lived up here uh, in a city nearby. So I would go and visit them, spend like the weekends over at their house as a kid, and that was fun. And he was he was like one of my best friends, like to be fair, because he was he was he was that one person, you know, uh, in 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 life that was consistently positive and always encouraging, and very like he and obviously I mean when he disciplines he disciplines and then he didn't ever have to hit me or anything, but when he said something, he's like he said something and he said you're wrong, man, and you you believed it because. You never want to disappoint the grandparents, because that is, that's a no-no. That is a no-no. I messed up with him once, and lied to him only once. And, um, 
man, that's all at once. And I came back, well, I came back like the next day or something, crying and apologizing. So, yeah, you only, you only, you don't, don't mess with the grandparents, man. Because he was a Marine. He was a Vietnam Marine. So, um, that was, so he, he knew discipline and whatnot. But he was a very kind dude. Like, he was one of the kindest, one of the nicest people I've still ever known, honestly. It was crazy because I'm like when when random people come to your funeral and who I have no idea that existed and they they can speak on your kindness. It was it's that's pretty good, you know. And so yes, he did pass away, but he passed away in the my freshman year, coming back um, January thirty first. Uh, he passed away, and that was the moment that kind of kind of threw me into depression because that was the first time I'd ever lost someone that was that close to me. Right. I never, I've been, I've been blessed and eaten, you know, gifted enough to not ever have to suffer a close loss in my life up until that point, you know, and that was the first one that had to be the first one right there. Losing, losing your best friend right there. That was, especially going through that. Cause it was going, cause it also, you know, going through that transitional part in your life where you're, you're, you're a teen, your teen years are where you're, you're really, you're beginning, you're beginning to grow and change and morph into you and uh, having that kind of tragedy happen was just like, it just hit me because I didn't know, because at the time it shocked me so much. I didn't know what to feel. I couldn't cry. All right. I didn't cry at the funeral. I, I cried the night before when I got told, but I, I, but even then in that moment, I, I cried because my dad was sitting there next to me and I, I had to, I, I felt like I had to do something. This is, and this is legitimate. I'm not, this is, this is real. I felt like I had to cry and do something. Cause I felt like if I just sat there in shock, he would think he would be mad that I would, you know, didn't have a reaction, but I didn't at the time. I'm like, what? Cause it's, it's that disbelief part you get when somebody, you hear somebody, you know, you frequently talk to or frequently visited or knew, knew very well just passes away you hear about it you're like what you don't believe it at first um but yeah that was that was pretty hard it's still because some days i still think about it but i try not to so much because it's still uh it still can't hurt you it still can't hurt you and that kind of yes and so that tore me up and since I didn't have, I didn't have time to grieve. I didn't have time to, you know, get over it, deal with it. I just like immediately had to go back to school, you know, the very next Monday. So we were, yeah, we were off. And then, so Monday, so that was, I think that was like a, I don't know. Let me go check my calendar. Ooh, I almost stopped the recording there. Let me check the calendar really quickly. Oh, I forgot it's 2020. Hold on. Let me check my phone. Let's go back to 2014, January. Hmm. That was on Friday. So yeah, that very next Monday we had to go, I had to go back to school. And uh, that was, that was a mess. Right before his birthday. See, his birthday was either the 4th or the 5th of January. And because of my grandmother and him, Wow, the birthdays are like one after the other, which is very convenient. I mean, I know that, but I don't know, I don't know why that kind of popped in my head now. But 
Yeah, and that, that I think that next week we had the funeral on Saturday, and so at the funeral I didn't I didn't cry because I just I too much too many emotions were flowing at once and I just didn't know what the heck to feel. So for you know the next five or so years I would just kind of just be alive and not know what was going on and just kind of go through the motions every day. You know, even though I was doing sports, I was still doing drama. Uh, so I'm still doing theater stuff, short films and movies and whatnot. The acting was dry because I just couldn't get into it. You know, people still were like in awe and being like, Oh, this is so cool. You did really good. And this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. You know, it was, I really, because even my mother noticed it. Cause I'm a quiet person, even at home, even back then I was just quiet at home, whatever. And, um, when, when, when she's like, you're more quiet than usual. When I'm really like, when, when I'm quiet most times, like mostly all the time, that's, that's out. And I've still never, I still, I've still to this day, I've never told them that. Cause I didn't, you know, I don't want them worrying so much. They have their own life plans, you know, they're, they're freshly retired and whatnot. So I never tried any self-harm or anything like that. I just didn't feel like doing anything. Cause I was still good at doing stuff. I still had the gift. I still, cause I'm like, when you have talent for something, when you have a natural ability for something, you know, you can't help but be good unless you purposely try to mess up. But at that time it was, um, man, I was just kind of broken after that one. Spirit was, spirit was broken. Spirit was definitely broken after that. The motivation and everything was just gone. I tried, you know, dedicating certain things to him. Like, oh man, cause I was, I did track and I did golf and, and school and you know trying to finish a training session like for him the more i thought about it the worse it got so that was fun this is why we should teach kids how to deal with this stuff at a young age so that way when it happens they're not like they don't end up like that because you're not being able to express yourself and not being able to regulate your emotions and, and kind of just go through the proper cycles of grievance and things like that. Like you will mess yourself up. You will get messed up through that. That's what can, that's what can cause depression. The depression is what part of the five stages of grief, I think. But that stage can be prolonged for years, for years. And I guess everybody goes through those, those five stages, um, at different paces. This is always a joke in cartoons sometimes when they when they do that. I think Homer did that on The Simpsons a couple of times, but he went through it like super fast. Um But yeah, it was I guess mine just took a long time, but it, it's, we should teach the kids how to deal with this and how to how to you know how to let go, but not let go of memories, but how to let go of you know the fact that the person is gone, but not let go of the memories. I still hold on to memories and whatnot. Because my father told me, you know, you can choose to remember him, you know, how he is, you know, in the casket. You can choose to remember him how he is. Well, that's what he was implying. Uh, but Or you can choose to remember him, you know, how he was, as, you know, alive. I, I remember him as he was alive. I can still hear his voice. Still see his face. Still, you know, recognize his movements. I hope to be, you know, as awesome and amazing as he, as he was. 
and do all the positive things he did. And then some. So, if you still have grandparents, especially if you're like in your 20s and such, you are beyond blessed. Like, because you, you, have, you have a lot. You have a lot. You have so much. So much. Grandparents are some of the best. Um, at least they should be. I recognize people's people's parents and grandparents may not be the best to them sometimes, but you know, but that should be fuel for you to be better than them. You know, be fuel, be fuel, be fuel for the next generation. Be like, hey, I'm gonna be better, so I can you know, so I can produce uh, you know, better a better future generation and leave a positive impact. Because that's my goal. I just want to leave a positive impact enough so people can tell my story and share my goals, whatnot. I want people to continue spreading love just like Barry did. I want to do that too. Uh, but as I got to high school years, like it just really, it, that just really killed it. It just really all, it just killed it. And then uh, right after, so I even, I even lost like a good friendship. Which is fine, because nowadays I'm like, mm, I can kind of see why that happened. Yeah, high school was just very, because I didn't, high school was just kind of confusing sometimes, too. Because the amount of people there were. And, um, I guess I also missed potential relationships, too. Because there were some people trying to hit me up. And I was like, eh, because I was just too in my, I guess in my feelings, you could say. And just in my own space, kind of just kind of like, eh. Because I really started to care less, and I'm like, I really started to care less about what I look like, and started to, uh, I would always wear shorts in a sweatshirt. Same sweatshirt, every day. I mean, I'd wash it, obviously, but I would just kind of go through school and once it ended it was what it was but i realized over the years how you know how how twisted my mindset has gotten letting people get away with certain things and I, um, nowadays i have no tolerance for it if it happens i'm either going to remove myself or i'm going to remove them and that second part is not going to be good and i mean that in the most serious way possible because as an adult, it's important that you you don't let people just disrespect you, you know, non like nonsensically, like when it's when it's not necessary. If it's if it's like somebody you actually know and you know they're joking, right? You actually know they're joking, not just because oh I'm joking, the kid my kid chick joke, like not those people. You I'll freaking cut those people out in a in a hot second, without restraint. But if I know because if I know you don't appreciate me or anything I do for you. Like, I will walk away instantly, immediately walk away. And I don't care who it is. I will walk out and I will not come back. That'll be it. That's a promise. So I have zero tolerance for, you know, sly racist comments and things like that. So it is, um, that is just who I am. That's how it's, that's how it's going to be. 
But uh, moving past high school, immediately after high school, after I graduated, which was awesome, because I was like, that was my freedom, and I was like, oh, finally. And uh, I finally, I enlisted in the Army um, June 1st. So that was, that was nice. It was freaking convenient. For me, at least. Like, right after we graduated, I'm like, hey, let's go do the Army thing, I guess. So I I went and I did that and uh, I thought so I and here's how I know I wasn't just like in like teen mood because I get it and you know in high school you have you know you go through the motions of becoming going through puberty and so your hormones are going nuts and some teens go through their their scenic their scene phase and whatnot and their edgy phase or whatever you want to call it and you know all that kind of stuff. But even after I joined. After I enlisted and after I got through basic and all that stuff, and I got back home, I was still noticeably depressed. No work, nothing. I'd sit here. I just sit here in this room. And um, even when I did have a job, I still would kind of ditch that job until I got kicked. Because I just wanted to do nothing but sleep. Even though I was in the gym two hours a day, twice a day, I still wanted to do nothing but sleep. And it wasn't because of the gym time, because like my body can handle that. My body can absolutely still handle that. Because um, I still, sometimes I work out every now and then, I work out twice a day. And I won't be like too tired. But I wanted, but I literally didn't want to work. I didn't want to work, didn't want to go to work, didn't want to do anything, but just sit here and freaking sleep. Kind of wallow in self-pity. And that was a uh, pretty low time in my life. That was about it. That's as low as it's been so far. You're just not wanting to do anything. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that I wasn't homeless at the time. Because I'm pretty sure if that was the case, I wouldn't have gotten back on my feet ever. And I would be probably dead somewhere. If I'm being honest. Because I think if I fell that far off, I wouldn't come back. I wouldn't want to come back. I'd find some way. Someone who'd want to help me kind of disappear. So I'd just do it myself. But I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm still here. I really am. I've met a bunch of wonderful people. I've, I've uh, done a bunch of wonderful things. Because uh, even in my worst times back in 2018, I was still me. But I was still I was still depressed. But I was still I was still me, because I told the story a while ago, and this is because it was my message to be kind and without expecting anything in return. Um, back in episode fifty five, uh, the first episode that appears on on Spotify, um, at least on the Anchor site. I don't know if there's another episode on Spotify that I might have uploaded a while ago, but um, I so it was it was New Year's Day. Or, yeah, and so I was working at a warehouse because I worked for a security company. I was, I was a supervisor. Not sixty days after I was hired, I was made a supervisor. How the frick does that even happen? Um, thanks, army. I guess. I mean, it was it's partially because of that. Partially because I was like, I would, I would literally just be the only. I would show up and do my job. That's literally it. Company. I mean, the company is kind of jacked up, but hey, I was supervisor. I guess. I don't freaking. It was. It was a. It was an interesting experience. Um, 
but it was New Year's Day. So we that was over two warehouse buildings. So I was over a crew of 10 officers, right? But on, on, on the uh, days where we had holidays, the warehouse is closed because there's no workers. Because um, Walmart, you know, gave those people those days off, I guess. So it was okay. So there's only one officer in the front office of each building, right? I'm the supervisor. I have my own office in one of the buildings. So it'd be two officers in that building. Uh-oh. One officer in the front and me in my office. And then we had a, a back truck gate. So we'd have probably have like one person back there too. So that was cool. So I only had, you know, a few people, uh, like literally three people to look look at, look after because everything else was closed. Right. So. I get a call. So I'm on second shift. I get a call. Uh, while I'm at, while I'm there for the pre-shift meeting, because I always give a 15, was it, we were supposed to arrive 15 minutes earlier, 15 minutes early for a pre-shift brief. And then I give that meeting and whatnot, and we go do our job. I get a call while I'm in the office talking to the other supervisor. Um, my, my officer was supposed to be in the building with me. He's a nice old man, Mr. Green, that was his name. And he apparently had gotten pulled over and then had gotten arrested for, uh, speeding violation because there was a warrant out for his arrest but i found that kind of suspicious because he had literally just taken work off for that specific thing that he just called me for he even had a note he had the 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 letter or whatever they sent in the mail for him uh, to let him know that he had to you know go to court for that kind of thing to get that cleared and he did he took the day off he had the piece of paper off so i've seen it because he had to take it to the um to my captain so she could see that and i was like okay Cool. He's not going to be here for this because I had to cover for a shift. So I was like, okay, I'll be here, whatever. And that was like a couple weeks prior. So I don't know what the frick happened. But yeah, he called me and told me what his bail was. It was like 500 bucks. It's 530. I remember that. $530. I was like, okay. He's like, because he, 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 like, he, he was like, you got $500. And I'm like, I'm like, eh. I didn't really answer. And then he hung up. He's like, I'll see you when I see you. And so I just went through my day, kind of just thinking, contemplating about how we're going to get him out. And if we're going to get him out, because I was, I was mostly thinking about like, because, because uh, I'm, because our, our captain, she was, she's our manager, basically. So she's the one in charge of all of us. So I'm like, is she going to do something? So after my shift ended, I went. And um, I had to change out of my uniform. And apparently, I don't know what the frick, I don't know what happened that day. What I was thinking through my brain, I, I guess I, I well that was still in my boot phase, I guess. Um, cause I don't think I had my clothes; it must have been dirty or something. I don't know. My uniform, because the uniform got put on, and I went out and I got money. Out, I got five hundred dollars, five hundred thirty dollars, out of an ATM, and I went to the. Uh, went to the jailhouse and I got him bailed out but so for us 
it's because um, I don't know if anybody's ever been to one or not to bail somebody out. We have, an, uh, at, at the, I guess at nighttime, you have an automated machine that you can just put money into and you can select the person's name who you're trying to get out. Um, so that's what I did. And I left, went home, went to work the next day. Um, over the next couple of days. And uh, yeah, I think, he, yeah, he got out that morning. And then, so there, sorry, the day after that one, um, I got called into my captain's office and she's like, and she, we, we had our regular talk, but <laughs> when she had me close the door to her office, she's like, did you, did you bail him out? And I was like, I didn't, cause I'm like, I wasn't looking for recognition. I'm like, Oh, look at me. I bailed him out. I bailed out my coworker. I bailed out one of my underlings. No, I was just like, she's like, tell the truth. I'm like, yeah. So, um, and I don't know what she said, said to that. She wasn't, she didn't say anything disrespectful or angry. She was just like, I, she might've said, I don't remember. She said, thank you or not. I don't, I don't freaking know, but I don't, but that was just, um, something I did. Cause I, I didn't want him in there for no reason. Like he had no reason to be in there. Whatever he had to take care of, he took care of, he took care of his business, but he has a wife. He's an older man too. He's like he's he's always no business being in there. He's he's got a wife. He's still got stuff to take care of. I don't want to see him sitting in there. I'd rather see him at work because he, you know, he 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 sold some knowledge into me and some stories and whatnot, and kind of one of the again some another cool older person I've met. And I hope he's still doing well. Um, but yeah, I just I couldn't see a man sit there and suffer for no reason. So I did something about it because I don't know if the captain was going to do anything about it. I'd, I'd take care of it. So I took care of it. I had the money. You know, I was making bank at the time because I was like doing 60 plus hours a week with like, I was doing 60 or 60 plus hours a week at only $14 an hour. So I was making a decent amount of money for somebody who's single and like only, what was that time? 19 years old ish. So yeah, it was fine. I didn't mind. Um, and it was, uh, that was, a that was an interesting moment and interesting time. But even then, like afterwards, he came to me when he, when he found out, he was like, what do you want? And I'm like, nothing. I, I, I looked him dead in the face and I told him nothing. And I don't know, I should have told him that I want you to just keep on working. I want you to keep on working and take care of your wife. That's what I want, because, but I didn't tell him that. I just told him nothing. I literally sat there and I said, nothing. I was like, he was like, what do you want? I'm like, nothing. And he couldn't, I was like, he, for, 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 you know, for a few minutes, he couldn't kind of get that through through his head. I'm like, I don't, there's nothing I want. I was like, all I want you was like all I wanted was him to him to be at work. You know, I want you to be here so you can get your money and take care of your wife, and not be stuck in jail for no reason. So that is so that is that's the the I don't know the, the message of uh, episode fifty five. I wanted to tell people, hey, be kind. Like it's okay to be kind and not expect anything in return. Because I didn't have to do that. I, had, I could have just went on about my life and pretended like he never existed. 
but I, but I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I was a man who needed, who really needed help, who was really stuck in a situation he couldn't get himself out of. He's, he's in jail. What can he do, right? So, and he needed help, and he was honestly innocent in that particular situation. Because of the people who pulled him over were the officers of this town. The officers of this town aren't too bad with racism. They're not. Because I've, I've worked with plenty of these guys while I, while I was the supervisor at security. And even I've even just sat and chatted with, sat, chatted with some of these guys that, you know, when we have local events out here. These guys are the coolest. Some of the coolest. At least the senior officers are. I guess some of the new guys can be kind of dicky. I guess the new officers can be... Um, kind of, you know, douchey, but they eventually learn. They eventually learn. Sorry, I got a text. I don't know what the heck. Um, but it was... It was definitely in a very interesting moment in my time in my life, but I don't know why it, why it happened. It did. But I'm glad, I'm glad that I could help him out. I'm really glad that I can help him out and, you know, do something for him. Because I just, I really hate seeing people suffer like that. If there's, there's no reason for it. So, that was, uh, we did that. But even during that time, I was, I was still in my depression. I was still, you know, suffering myself. I was still, you know, having, you know, this, this hardship that I just didn't want anybody to know about. And it was, um, it, it was, uh, to me, it was still a sign that I was still human. I was still alive. I was still capable of doing good, even in some of my worst times. And that, you know, there's still hope. There's still hope out there. If you don't see the humanity, if you don't see any humanity, you don't see any good around you, you have to, sometimes you have to make the good. You have to be that good. You got to be that positive influence because if you don't see anybody else doing it, well, maybe it starts with you. Maybe somebody else is waiting for someone else to make the move like you are. So you go make that first move. Make the first move. And maybe, and you, you'll be surprised when people, well, how many people will start to follow you. You'll be surprised. So, but nowadays, you know, thankfully I'm past the depression, even, you know, as I'm like getting out of it, you know, um, and I guess around that time I wasn't, I was far from it, I guess, because it was by the, you know, closing at the closing out 2019, coming, in, coming into this year, it kind of left it, it left me, and I was I was be able to be free of it for, for 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 this year. Surprisingly enough, with all the things that happened this year, um, this happened to be my year, my year of growth, my year of doing things. Even found a nice young lady, so that was that was something. This has been this year has definitely been something else, and I don't I don't regret it. Not not one minute of it. Because as as in the famous words of old blue eyes, I did it my way. I, I liked it. 
So thank you all for joining me. It's been about it's been a hundred episodes, and I, I appreciate all the support because it has been truly a um, a, a changing a life changing experience. Because you guys have been able to hear podcasts from years ago, still you know suffering with whatever I was dealing with at the time, and it um it really makes me happy and. It brings me joy to see that people are still enjoying the show five years later, even after I kind of gave up for a bit, but still came back and, you know, even though now I'm with new communities and things like that, a new audience to kind of help and appreciate and love the show. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that everybody's here. I love you all. Keep on making shows and keep on doing whatever I can to spread the love and make sure you know that you are loved. And you are capable of great success if you just hang in there. Life does get better. Life truly does get better. For some, it may take longer. But you just have to hang on, hang strong, hang in there. And um, if you ever need someone to talk to, I mean, I'm here. I'm, I will listen. I will absolutely listen to whatever you have to say. It is truly an honor to be able to be a voice of reason, be a voice of kindness around and in many different countries. And I'm so, 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 so grateful that so thankful that you guys would let me into your homes, into your offices, you know, in your car, just, you know, something that you may listen to on the way to work, on the way home from work. Thank you. Just absolutely. Thank you. Season three will be amazing because of you guys. Because of you guys, I'm able to keep on doing this. Because of you guys, I have, I have a uh, purpose. I have a reason to do this. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, I will see you guys. And I remember that. Remember to share this with somebody you love. I keep forgetting to say that, but share this with someone you love. You know, if you want to support the show, support it on Anchor. You can find me on OnlyFans. You can find. Um, I will actually. I have a link tree link. I'm actually going to put in the description. It's the first time i don't mention it if I, I mentioned it i might have mentioned it before and i've forgotten but i'm going to put it in this description you may have to copy and paste it from wherever you are for spotify whatever but if you go back to anchor.fm you can support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month um only fans is over there for um fitness advice if you need fitness advice i'm here i'm a personal trainer so i try to help out people where i can but man it has been five whole years and here we are still kicking still pushing stronger than ever man remember that love is patient and as always I will see you guys in the next episode in the new year peace peace